Welcome to the official broadcast of Life Fellowship Ministries in Kima, Texas. Our mission is to develop, maintain, and model personal intimacy with Jesus Christ. Be sure to visit us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And now, join us for the Life Fellowship Experience. Wow, there's such a sweet presence here this morning. Uh, Do you feel it? Do you sense it? (laughs) It is good. And, you know, that's just reflective of God. He is good. And He wants us to just come into that intimate place with Him. And I never want to rush out of a place like that where God is just in this place and we are in this space. This morning... uh, I'm going to continue in this series, but before I do, let's recite our mission statement. It's to develop, maintain, and model personal intimacy with Jesus Christ. And the goal is that that's a process of God working in our hearts and lives as, as we develop in this relationship, as we maintain that connection with him, and then as we model that, as we go out and live that. And then the goal is our... our uh, Our goal is our vision statement here, to become disciples who will impact the world with the love of Jesus Christ. So it starts here with him doing this work in our hearts and lives, and then it expands out. And it it starts with this relationship. You know, it's all about this relationship. And I know we talk about that so much, but I think this morning is reflective of that sweet presence when we can just spend time with him. Uh, last week, or actually the week before last, we, we took some time off, and uh, I wanted to just say thanks to, to Cliff for filling in and sharing his story. Um, he, did, he did a great job, and I also want to acknowledge Jason for the intro and the closing last week. He, he just stepped right up, and we, we intended to be here for the service on Sunday, but we got delayed beyond any control that we had, and, and I did get a chance to watch part of the sermon online, I think, after Cliff started speaking, and so I want to acknowledge our tech arts team as well, because, you know, there are people all over the world that have access to these teachings, and whether they stumble onto them, or whether God leads them there, or whatever, it takes all of us working together, and, uh, and, and I was told that all of you stepped up as well. I, I'm not surprised at that. We have this wit attitude here at Life Fellowship. What does that stand for? Whatever it takes. Woo, that's good. That's good. I like that. But you guys step up, and uh, I had no concerns that everything was going to go well. Even after I realized we were going to be delayed in getting here, I knew everything would go smoothly. So I, I just want to thank you for that. All of you are just so wonderful, and uh, I just so appreciate your hearts to serve. Because that's, that's the mark of a servant. And we know, as I talked about a few weeks ago, we, we think that apostle is the highest calling in, in God's kingdom. But it's not. It's being a servant. And so as we serve others, we're serving him. So this morning, uh, we're going to have some testimonies. But before we do, I want to just share a couple of things. Coming together in unity opens the door for God to do more through our lives. And probably last Sunday was a good example where you guys just came together and you said, hey, listen, we've got to get this done, so let's do it. But that opens up the door for God to do more through our lives when we're working together. And I know we've probably all been in circumstances and situations where there's disunity and confusion and chaos, maybe in the workplace, maybe in a family, maybe even in the church. And we, we are 
God is hindered in what he can do through those situations when we're fighting and, and scrapping and clawing and gossiping and putting one another down. But when we come together in unity, there's a sweetness there. And there's a, a boldness that we're able to step forward into the things that God has for us. And one of the ways that that we grow and that we're encouraged is through testimonies. Because when we hear somebody's story, their life story, I mean, we can debate theology, we can debate scripture and all those kinds of things, but we can't really debate somebody's story, what God has done in their life. And it builds and it encourages and it and, and it strengthens us to hear what God has done in somebody else's life. Encouragement builds encouragement. Do you ever need to be encouraged? David said, he said he encouraged himself in the Lord. And sometimes I do that. I'm like, God, I need some encouragement right now. And so I'll pick up the word and I'll, I'll find encouragement in the word or through prayer or, or maybe somebody will call me or text me and encourage me. We all need encouragement. And, and there's, there's something powerful that happens when we begin to share our story with someone and begin to, to testify of the goodness of, of God. Hey, wait a minute. You know, so-and-so told me about this situation that happened for them where they were looking for a job or they needed God to do something in their life and he, he met their needs. God, you did it for them. You can do it for me. And so we have, there's power. The word says that there's power. There's life and death and the power of the tongue. And so are we speaking life? Are we speaking encouragement over our situations? Are we speaking encouragement over our life? Are we speaking encouragement to one another? And I'm not talking about some kind of positive thinking or any of that. I'm talking about proclaiming the word of God over our lives. Where we say, this is what your word says, Lord. And I'm going to believe your word. I'm not even going to believe this negative self-talk that I'm telling myself. I'm not going to believe what my dad said, what they said, what my boss said. I'm going to believe your word. And I'm going to hang on to your word. And so that's why it's so important that we have the word of God, that we know the word of God, that we ingest the word of God. And I hope all of you will be here Wednesday because we're starting the series, this Bible study series on the basic foundations. And it's going to be the foundation on which God is going to continue to build. And you need to be here. If Life Fellowship is your home church, you need to be here, please, on Wednesday nights at 7 o'clock. I want to read Hebrews 10, 24, and 25. You guys are familiar with this passage of Scripture. But the writer of Hebrews is saying, let us think of ways to motivate. Let us, do you ever think about how you can motivate someone to acts of love or good works? Maybe someone in your family or maybe someone in your workplace? Maybe even yourself? How can I motivate myself to acts of love and good works? And he goes on to write, or he, well, we're not sure who wrote Hebrews. He or she wrote, um, well, let me, let me say this too. Our life story can motivate others. Okay, I think I've said that, but I want to reiterate that. Your life story can motivate others. And the writer of Hebrews goes on to say in verse 25, And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. So your presence here on Sunday mornings, your presence here on Wednesday nights, your presence at the men's group, even, even this Friday at 7 o'clock at the VFW Hall on the corner of 3 and Hughes Road is important. Not just because you get some free food, 
but because you, you begin to interact with some other men and you're building relationships and you can encourage one another as you eat those mouth-watering, melt-in-your-mouth fajitas. I mean, come on. It doesn't get much better than that. But the Lord works through willing, yielded vessels. Your prayer, your conversation with someone may be exactly what they need. As you talk with someone, as you interact with someone and and pray with one another, they may say something or pray exactly what you need. Do you see the importance of your presence here? Because people are pouring into your life and you're pouring into other people's lives. I was talking with someone recently and they were having a, a conversation with Christopher and he began to pray and he began to pray exactly what they needed. What would have happened if they wouldn't have been here that day? What would have happened or what would not have happened if they wouldn't have had that conversation? And I I heard another story about where uh, Bobby Joe and Carol were praying for someone over here after a Sunday morning service. And and God began to download into Bobby Joe and he began to read their mail and encourage them and tell them of things to encourage them and strengthen them and let them know that God hears. God is in this place. God is moving. God wants to touch and change our lives. And it's not always fire from heaven and thunder and lightning or a burning bush. Sometimes it's people that look just like you. Because it is you. When you're willing to yield and share your heart and your life and say, God, what do you want me to say in this situation? Sometimes what the Holy Spirit tells me is shut up. Don't say anything. I'm doing something. But sometimes God will have me step out and say something or pray. You know, sometimes just a a hug or a kind word can do a lot. When somebody's going through tremendous things, they may not need a bunch of scripture. Maybe they just need a hug or to know that somebody loves them and somebody cares about them. I remember when, uh, I guess it was a couple of years, two and a half years ago, when Pastor Christine and I were in India, and uh, many of you know Pastor Mohan, we were at his office and, and his staff was there, and he asked us if we would pray for his staff. And uh, there was a lady there that Pastor Christine had a word for. And uh, we didn't know this lady. We don't, we don't know these people, you know. And, but the Lord had given her a word for these people, and we prayed for this lady, but we also prayed for all the staff. And uh, I think it, it was the next day, that, that was on a Saturday, we had this, you know, just kind of impromptu meeting at, at their office. And then the next day, Sunday at church, this lady got up and completely blew, blew us away because she talked about how she'd been healed that day when we prayed for her. We, we didn't even know. I don't know if anybody knew of her maladies. I know we certainly didn't. Maybe Pastor Mohan and some other people did. But I don't think anybody knew about her situation now, why she hadn't told anybody, I don't know. But we just prayed a prayer for her. And she gets up the next day and said, you know what? God healed me. Amen. <laughs> you know what? If you need some healing, that's pretty powerful. That's pretty important. And so she had a, a, a sickness that, that 
I don't know if anybody knew about. And then I remember a, a couple of years before that, when we went with Pastor Don to Malaysia in India, there was a, uh, Pastor Don was one of the keynote speakers. There were four international speakers, and he was one of them, and we were just there to support him. We weren't really there to minister. I mean, we're always there to minister, you know what I'm saying? But, but we weren't there in any capacity. And uh, th- this guy came up to me, and uh, he told me that he'd been in a, a bus accident and that he had, sometimes when you're talking with people from other countries, I don't know about you, but I have a hard time maybe understanding what they're trying to say. They're struggling maybe a little bit in their English. But what I gathered, what, what I got from that was that he had, um, he'd been in a, a bus accident and his left arm and hand and also his head, there was something wrong with his head. And uh, he'd had this problem for many, many years. And so he came up and, and he asked me if I would pray for him. And so I prayed for him. But, you know, there wasn't like thunder and lightning and, you know, all this stuff. I just prayed a prayer like I've probably prayed hundreds of times. And I got an email from him, and he said that he was healed that day. He was healed. And he sent me some pictures, and and this man had a, a pretty, a really nasty scar all the way from his shoulder all the way down to almost his elbow. And he said that he's completely healed. And, you know... God wants to do that, those kinds of things, through all of our lives. And I know many of you have testimonies of God healing you physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, whatever that may look like, or or providing jobs. I've shared numerous testimonies with you where God provided a job, opened up a door where there was no job. There was a job created. God has done things for you as well. And there's a whole world of people Maybe there's somebody in this room right now or somebody watching online that needs to hear your story as well. And so our testimonies are powerful. And during this service today, the Lord may change your life and your destiny. Your prayer conversation could change the life or destiny of another person. Think about that. That's really powerful. That God would pour through our lives being of flesh and bone and, and change the destiny of somebody else's life because we've shared our testimony and then God, it's opened up a door and God's begun to do a work in their heart and in their life. I love this scripture in 1 Corinthians 4.20. For the kingdom of God is not just a lot of talk, but it's living by God's power. I want to see life fellowship. I want to see the body of Christ. I want to see every church in America, every church across the globe moving in God's power, not just talking about it. But we want to see God move powerfully. And and God is moving powerfully. But I don't know about you, but I want to see more. I want to see more. And we have great opportunities in our community. Every week you have great opportunities to make a difference in people's lives. And we've got the sunrise service coming up on April 21st at the Chemo Boardwalk. What a great opportunity to reach out into our community and share the hope and the love of Jesus Christ. So this morning, we're going to do something a little different. We're going to have some people come up and uh, share their testimonies. And uh, I want to do this. I, I would really like to do this more frequently than what we do because I think it's so important and so powerful that we get to hear from one another. You guys hear from me every week, and I share my stories and talk about uh, 
the, the things that, that the Lord has revealed to me. But I think when we hear stories from a different voice, I think that's important as well. So this morning, first up is Diane Hassler. Will you say, hey, Diane, what's up? Would you grab that mic, Lewis? Let me turn this around. Come on up. Come on. Come on down. Yeah. Is this mic on? No. Let's turn the mic on. Okay. Check. Oh, I've got this mic on. Check. Of course it's going to come through the sound system. All right. Okay. So let's have a seat. Man, I'm getting hung up and everything up here. All right. Thanks, Juan. So this is uh, Diane Hassler. And uh, is that going to work for you? That's going to work. All right. Can you all hear her? All right. So I, I was talking with Diane a few weeks ago, and she was sharing a little bit about her story. And uh, I, I just I wanted a, a few people to talk about. We're in the series God First, where we talked about fasting. We talked about giving of our time, our talents, and our treasure. I talked about my role as a senior pastor. Talked about your role as a believer. And uh, then uh, Mr. Cliff gave a, a, just his story. But I, I, there are more stories. And I, I wanted to, when Diane was telling me about her story, I, I thought, you guys need to hear this. And so this is, this is just a continuation of keeping God first in our lives. So, Diane, uh, what can you say to that, keeping God first in your life? Well, basically, I never even grew up in a church. We... I could count on one hand how many times I went to church when I was growing up, and I'd still have a couple of fingers left over. Um, it was a friend when I was 23, and in fact, it was uh, 39 years ago yesterday oh, wow. that I accepted God. Huh. And a friend just started talking to me and said that she knew that that I was having issues and problems and and just not going the right way and this was how long ago 39 years 39 years ago yesterday. okay and uh, that started my journey with God and I didn't even know anything I'd never opened the Bible I had never I didn't even know who Jesus was I had no idea I've heard of God but Jesus, it was just a name, and I had no idea who he was or what he, what he did or what he could do for my life. And so I started going to church and um, reading and searching. And I, in the last 39 years, I confess that there was a lot of times that I was playing church and on the fence, sometimes not even on the fence, on the opposite <laughs> side of the fence, yeah. And God kept patiently pulling me back and saying, just come back to me. And I would look at people in the church and around, and I'd go, gosh, they've got it together. You know, <laughs> and I'm a mess, and these people have really got it together. And finally, God just said, quit focusing on them and focus on me. Mm. And that... And then I started reading the Bible differently. I mean, mm. it's, a, it's a wonderful love letter from God. Yes. And it tells you 
how to live and answers questions and, and gives you comfort and peace. But then I started looking at it as, okay, it does all those things, but it's primarily God's love letter to us. And that, that is the most awesome thing. But I've, I've come to realize that I have to put him first above everything, my marriage, my, my life, everything. He has got to be number one. And I'm still on that journey. I will be on that journey till the day he calls me home. Yeah. But he's with me every step of the way. And I'm so grateful. So grateful for that friend 39 years ago that told me that uh, there's a better way to do my life and to live. And she was right. And like I said, I've, I've been bouncing back and forth. There was, there was years, I mean, literally years that I didn't want anything to do with God. Mm. I was angry at him. I didn't want to, I didn't want anything to do. It's like, I'm, I've got this God. I can do this. No problem. But I came to realize that, no, I needed him completely and totally in my life. And it is, like I said, it's, it's an ongoing journey. And there are some days that I'm like, God, I really don't want to do this. I, <laughs> I get that. And I, I understand that. <laughs> I really don't want to, to read today. Yeah. Or I don't want to pray today. I'm, you know, I'm good. Yeah. And, but I realize in the good times and the bad times, it doesn't matter. He's there all the time. He never leaves us. He never fails us. He loves us as, as no other. I mean, it doesn't matter. The, the, um, I have this vision of him looking at the cross. And he turns around. He looks at me and goes, you were worth it. Wow. Well, thank you. Thank you, Diane. Thank you for sharing your heart. And uh, I, I see Diane and Rick really growing in their relationship with the Lord. And they're wonderful people, and they have hearts to serve. And But uh, I just love you guys. Thank you for sharing your heart with us. John Flowers, come on down. How you doing, John? All right. We need Spice of life, baby. <laughs> Fajitas. Yeah. That's right. Friday, 7 o'clock. Okay, so uh, I had a sermon prepared for you today, <laughs> and I found out earlier that I have five minutes. Yeah. So if you see me nudging this way, that's Pastor Mark trying to nudge me and me ignoring it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. So... My testimony is about giving, and I promise you that Pastor Mark did not put me up to this. That's <laughs> um, really what God wanted me to share. And so how many people know the verse, Proverbs 22, 6, train up a child in the way he would go, and when he is older, he will not depart from it. Yes. I'm going to tell you, parents, be encouraged. As I sit here, I am a prodigal son. 
it saved my life. Huh. So anyway, when it, I, I graduated high school locally, Clear Creek High School, yeah. yeah. And then I went off to uh, Sam Houston State where I had a, a football scholarship. And we've been talking about God being first in our lives. And God was not first in my life when I left my home. But my parents did te- teach me right. They taught me that I should have a relationship with Christ. Parents, uh, Phil and Karen, if you're watching, thank you. And uh, they also, they taught me about tithing. And so uh, they taught us uh, about praying and, and, and having that relationship. And so whenever I left and, you know, I was in rebellion for a time, I found a way to graduate college. And I uh, married my wife, Christy Flowers, and uh, we were into that for about a year and a half. And our life was in shambles. I mean, we were... A wreck. Um, the Bible says that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Yeah. And we were there. Um, but I'm going to tell you something else. Jesus Christ likes broken people too. Yeah. Because he can put you back together the way he had intended. Yeah. And so that's, that's what he did with me. Um, I got down on my hands and knees and I repented. And I said, Lord, you need to lead me. Because uh, I don't know what to do. And so uh, I decided that I was going to go to church. And so I went to the Second Baptist Church in College Station. And I'm going to tell you, they're bringing the word there. Uh, I was probably the biggest nervous guy sitting in the back pew closest to the door. I promise <laughs> you, if it did not go right, there was nobody in that building that was going to stop me from getting out of there. <laughs> And I'm going to tell you the whole time, I, I just sensed the Holy Spirit was going to do something. Uh, we had our praise and worship, and it was hymns, and it reminded me of my youth. And then, and then the pastor came, and, and he gave the message. And it, it was taken from Matthew 6, 25 through 33. And we all know what Matthew 6, 33 says. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things which are these material things that we go after, that we spend all of our time going after, that we rack our brains going after, when we should be seeking the kingdom first, right? He says that all of those things will be added unto us, right? And so our job is to seek the kingdom first. Mm-hmm. And then this, all of these other things are going to happen. And I'm going to tell you, folks, I have lived it. And the reason why I'm giving this today is because I want you to see it too. Uh, there's nothing special about me in this regard. It's open for everybody. And so uh, I was a weeping mess right there in the pew. <laughs> I remember vividly thinking, you know, I, I know these people are, are probably scared of me right now. <laughs> but the Holy Spirit was, was dealing with me and it was great. It, it never happened to me before. And so... My inclination was, I need to I need to talk to him, and and I prayed, and I said, Lord, uh, I want to live life like my parents lived, and I don't want to have all this trouble. I want you to take it away from me. And then I I uh, I prayed to him. I said, My parents we, they taught me about giving, and I don't have a tithe. I've squandered that, and I'm sorry for that, but. I do have 50 bucks. I had 50 bucks to my name. And so I gave that. And uh, 
you know, I left that day. I came back home, and Christy asked me, where have you been? I said, I've been at church. <laughs> and I didn't tell her that I gave our last 50 bucks. <laughs> um, that's probably good. But yeah. we did. We had a very peaceable night that evening. I mean, the Holy Spirit was on our household. And uh, the very next day, I woke up and went to work, and uh, my boss at the time, uh, Dwight McKenzie, I worked at a newspaper in Bryan College Station uh, called The Eagle, and I was in advertising sales, and, you know, he he brought me in his office, and he told me, he says, John, I know that you've been working hard, and it's hard to make it in this industry, um, especially when you don't have a territory, but I want you to know we've divided College Bryan and College Station up into six territories, and since you're the go-getter that I can see, I want you to take South College Station. This was 20 years ago, and if anybody's familiar with that area, that was the area of tremendous growth. That's where all of the businesses were coming in. And I'm going to tell you, my income tripled huh. overnight. Wow. Um, and that's probably a little bit conservative. It, it, it more than tripled overnight. And for the next five years, I made every one of my goals. I sold more advertising than anybody in the history at that time of that newspaper. Hmm. But it was not me. It was God's favor on me. Yeah. And, I, and I just wanted to share that with you today because, you know, I know we talk a lot about giving. It's important. You know, it's a tremendous opportunity for you to show faith and to see what God has to do for you. He says to put me to the test. Yes. And I would encourage you to do that. Yes. Amen. Thank you. Thanks, John. Thank you, man. Come on. Come on up. Yeah, you know, uh, you know that uh, I, I know that many of you tithe and many of you give graciously and uh I'm telling you, you cannot outgive the Lord. And it, it's not about giving money, really. It's about our heart. It's a heart condition. So anyway, Yaman Seals, what's up, son? Talk to us. Talk to us about putting God first in your life. Y'all can hear. You, you need to. You can hear now. Um, <clears throat> well, um, putting God first in my life. Um, Honestly, I didn't. I didn't know who God was. I was 15 years old. Uh, I was 15 years old. I have a whole. God gave me a whole timeline. Let me just start with that. I was. Okay, you got like old. five minutes. Yeah, okay. I, I okay. All right, it, all right. I'm gonna make it. Not five. Not not 20 years. Okay. All right. All right. So. Uh, <clears throat> I have a whole timeline. So. Uh, it was June 2nd. It was my grandmother's birthday. My uncle came down. Uh, I haven't seen him in years, like like decades, probably. I don't know. Uh, well, so me and him had a, this real nice conversation. Kind of woke me up a little bit. Uh, fast forward, literally a week later, it's the ninth of June. He called. He's like, "Hey man, you want to come down for the week? I Me mean, for the summer down here to spend some time to catch up." So I'm like, "Yeah, sure." So I'm thinking he's like, "Okay, well." All right, well, I have you down. He said, well, I get you a bus ticket for tomorrow. So for me, I'm like, what? A bus tomorrow? <laughs> I didn't think it would be so quick. It was it was real quick. He's like, yeah, tomorrow. So he's like, yeah, dude, come on. So um, I'm like, all right, June 10th, I came down. 
He said, don't bring nothing. I ain't bring nothing but myself. So <laughs> came down. Uh, I get off the bus, and he did tell you I was, I came, came as I was. Uh, I think the biggest thing was I came here. Uh, was really a, a what I was missing was a relationship, and I, I kind of got that from my uncle and aunt. The Lord showed me how much they love me and how much people cared for me. And when I first came here, we was having Bible study on a Thursday, and when I walked in this church, I just felt the love of God. I just felt it. Like the people I talk to, I'm like, wow, they really care. And at first I was like, it's a little weird, but people really care. <laughs> so, because I've never been loved on like that before. So, I, and I think the biggest thing I was searching for and God knew was love um, and just a personal relationship. And by all these godly people being around, you know, he literally touched me. And that's something that I always wanted. And so God was able to allow me to see, you know, um, to see him and see parts of him through you guys. Mm. And I'm so blessed and honored for that. And so from that June 10th to July 29th, I gave my life to God, July 29th, 2012. Sometimes I think back and I'm like, God, it was just so quick. <laughs> It was just, I'm sitting, I'm sitting in my room on June 9th, uh, 2012. My uncle told me to come down. And then July 29th, I'm giving my life to God. Wow. And I'm telling y'all, it's the, it was just the most beautiful, coolest experience ever. <laughs> I just gave my life to Jesus. And I used to tell myself I was just this big, shy dude. And God is like, dude, no, you're not. He's like, no, you're not. And God knew I'm a very, he knew I'm a personal person. And the thing about it, I didn't know how personal he was. Mm. And he's very personal. And he's all in my business. <laughs> he's all in, and he calls it out. And I think that's the coolest thing because it keeps me going. And then being in a, being in a household with my, with my family, is, is real personal, and I think one thing I was missing was accountability, and God pretty much hit me on the side of the head with that, so <laughs> been, been held accountable, living by a standard, and not just a standard, living by his standard, mm. and with that, I was able, able to become the man I am today, and man, I'm so blessed, and I'm honored, and just to be a part of his family, just to be a part of family with y'all so mm. I'm I'm so thankful um, but putting God first I think is so important it's so important um, for me it's the time I wake up in the morning um, the Lord always questioned me how I'm gonna put him first mm. put me put me first through the, the, the relationships you come across today uh, prayer not just for food but just period. Hmm. Um, how you gonna show my love to people that don't know me? So all these things, you know, it just run across my mind, and I'm like, you know what? 
And then it builds me up because I start praying. I'm like, okay, the Lord doing some things. He's, do he's helping me, and I'm able to help other people. And his love just flowing, and it's going, and it's going. And many times when I have a conversation with somebody about the Lord, like I got a couple friends. I have a conversation about the Lord. I'm talking about we may talk for nine hours, uh, maybe ten hours. I don't know. I'm not I'm not good with the time thing, but um yeah, uh the Lord the Lord does his thing and but putting God first is so important. I think we have to put him first. If you need if you're looking for confidence, I think putting him first is so important. Um knowing who you are, putting him first, just putting him first in everything you do. And it, he's meant to be first. He's not meant to be second or last, just first and first only. So with our times, our, our time, our, our treasure, uh, our tithe, everything, he's first. If he's not first, what's the point of even including him? That's just the way I look at it. And like I said, God is very personal. So sometimes he'll talk to me and he'll be like, dude, what happened? <laughs> and I'm telling you, that guilt, that guilt don't feel good. It don't feel good. It's like, dang, man, I dropped the ball. So... um I'm just thankful for the Lord and what he's done in my life. He took me from a place where I didn't really think I needed him because I didn't know him. And then he literally changed my uh, my life in a matter of a, a week, literally <laughs> a week. And while I'm telling you all this story, I'm still kind of shook. Because that's just who he is. I couldn't tell you that was going to happen. And I could have told him no. And I, I wouldn't be able to experience none of this. And you know, uh, to just give a little more detail to the story, Christopher and Julia had just been, just gotten married. And, uh, and they were bringing Yaman down. And uh, Christopher, they both felt really strongly that they needed to do that. And here's an opportunity where uh, somebody reached out to a young man and said, hey, let us help you. Let us get you out of that place that you're in. And Yaman and his girlfriend, Salema, they're leading our youth group now and, uh, and doing a great job. So, you know, it, God can take, take us from wherever we are to wherever he wants us to be wherever he's, he's purpose for us to be. Is there anything else you want to say about keeping God first? Uh, Have like a minute. A minute? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, overall, guys, I would just say just start now. Take it day by day, moment by moment, second by second. Just put God first. Uh, if you don't know where to start, you know, just pick up your Bible, pray, and... Just love each other. Love, just love. Get to know somebody you don't know. You know, pray for them. <clears throat> Share your testimony. Um, testimonies are very important. I, I heard many people testimony, and it just built me up. I'm mm -hmm. like, wow, you went through that, and because God, God prepares us. He, he, he prepares us for these testimonies. It's not for us. It's for everybody else. Yeah. So my testimony ain't for me, but I had to go through it so I can share with y'all. And I'm, I'm thankful for it. So when I'm going through a time where it's like, dang, man, why? Why I got to go through this? God always remind me. It ain't about you. Hmm. It's about me. Hmm. And I'm using you. 
You said you wanted to be a vessel. Now you're a vessel. So sometimes they just like talk to me. He's just straight up. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so. All right. Well, you're mine. Thank you, son. I love you. Yeah. Um, it's a great lead-in to what I was going to say next is that our testimony or our story is unique to our life. And nobody else has a testimony like John's or your mom's or Diane's or yours or mine. But God can use those things, and God does use those things. He uses our story to encourage us and to encourage others. And Romans 8.28 says, And we know that God causes everything, say everything, everything, to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. So God can use your struggles. God can use your victories as you share. And God can use your messes. You know, I've, I've shared many times that my life has not always been pristine. I've had some, some rough, rocky roads and some times where my life was out of, out of control. God can use the stories from your life to help someone else. And I guess the, the thing that I, I want to really reiterate today is that every Christian has a story because once you were lost and now you've been found. So I, I want to ask you, a couple of questions here, three questions. I want you to ask yourself this question. Ask yourself, what is my story? I want you to just take a few seconds and think about what is your story? Because there's going to come a time, maybe this week, where you'll have the opportunity to share your story. So what is your story? And my second question is, will you share your life story with others? Will you do that? Will you risk out? Will you make yourself vulnerable? I'm not talking about being foolish. But will you share your story, your life story with others? And then thirdly, probably most importantly, will you take the challenge to keep God first in your life? Not second or third. But will you keep him first in your life? I'd like for you to bow your heads and close your eyes. Maybe you're here this morning, and uh, God is calling you today. He's saying, hey, I want you to make me first in your life. Maybe you had a relationship with him at one point in time, or maybe you never did. But today can be a fresh start, like we sang about. God is pouring new wine into us. If that's you this morning, would you slip up your hand? I want to pray with you where you are. Anybody here this morning want a new start, a fresh start today? There's no shame in that. The tragedy would be to walk out of this building when God is speaking to you right now. Don't miss this opportunity. I really, I really feel like there's somebody that's watching online or that will watch the service. And uh, this message is for you. And I want to lead you in this prayer. In fact, let's all just pray this prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you today. I yield my heart. I yield my life to you. And I ask for your, for your forgiveness for all my sins, for all my shortcomings, where I've deliberately disobeyed 
you. And I ask you to come into my heart and life. Make me new. Forgive me for all my sins. And I receive your forgiveness today. Today is a new start. It's a new day. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name. And if you prayed that prayer, I want to pray one more prayer for you. I want to pray that you will experience the love, the presence of Jesus in your life like you have never known him before and that your life will be radically changed because God will fill you with his love and his presence and his peace and you will be a new person from this day forward. Thank you for tuning into our broadcast. For more information, be sure to find us at our website at www.lifefellowship.me or call us at 832-864-2800. Have a great week, and remember to live it. God bless you.